righty, Jacob. So I was reading this article about from Amari Cooper quoted saying, when you're when you're on a roll like this, you start thinking the Super Bowl. They're four and one. We're barely into week six of a the longest regular football season in NFL history. Seven, you know, 17 game season. They're four and one. They're feeling great. That's awesome. We're not even, we're not even to the halfway mark yet. And they're already talking Super Bowl. That's like me saying, you know, or someone saying, you know what? Um, I just met this gal or I met this guy, you know, and uh, I think I want to marry them. And, you know, I don't know if it's a love at first sight kind of thing, but that's kind of how I'm feeling. You're already starting to scare them with marriage and they don't, they're, they're getting cold feet. And so I feel like as a Cowboys fan, when you start saying Super Bowl, I, I start to, my, uh, <laughs> my butt talk starts to get a little tight because I don't, I don't like talk like that. Cause you're going to start jinxing things. And when Jerry Jones is on every talk show as he is, whether it be one of 105.3 the fan or he's in espn dallas 103.3 you know he's doing his you know usual q a in 20 minutes and but we've heard this talk before you know we heard it when tony romo was the quarterback and talking about you know what we're going to be the the first team ever to host a super bowl and be in it and now this his jargon going against his defense they should have because it was a great team it was but Minus he got hurt yes and that but but you see what I'm saying, though? We're putting yeah. the cart before the horse. We're not even – that's great that you beat the Chargers and the Chargers are beating the, the Chiefs, but we're doing this um, addition by subtraction and, and you know, <laughs> translation of, well, you know, we we beat the Chargers in L.A., so by default, we're, not only could we do that, but we could beat the Chiefs. This is going to be a rematch of – yeah, you know, I'm already hearing that. It's going to be a rematch of Super Bowl 27, the Bills and the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. That'd be an awesome matchup, but guys, like we're barely in October. This is, this is like us talking about uh, NFL trades and what's going on in fantasy, fantasy football on March. You know, it's yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Bonkers. It's, it's gone too far. I mean, like you said, I, I think that's the kiss of death. So I can't wait for someone to have a season ending injury. Yeah, and things are going way too good right now. That that's the other thing. The team is playing too well. There's been too many injuries. People seem to forget that this team is playing. I believe it's a second or is it a third third place divisional? I think it should be a third place cuz they're behind the football team and I think the Giants even. Yeah, they were tied with the Giants, I think. So yeah, even with that, it's like you're playing a third place divisional team when you had your number 1 quarterback out duly understated or understood. So when you have this situation going on, you know, it's like, yeah, is it, is it a good team? It's kind of like in college football with the, the big 12 team, uh, you know, arguments every year or Clemson in the ACC, the past couple of years, it's like, yeah, is the team really that good? Or <laughs> is it just, you know, the competition they're getting to, you know, kick the crap out of them. So kind of like, OU is going to be every year in the sec. They're going to be, yeah, we're going to be great. Eight and four. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, a good year. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that path when we get there. We beat, I, OU beat Texas. I'm feeling good about that. So they should have lost by 30. They should have, but they didn't. So yeah, that's, that's the thing. And, and the, and the pokes got to go to Austin. Who's probably steaming right now. So that, you know, it's going to go one of two ways. I've told a bunch of my patients, either Oklahoma state's going to win by 20 or they're going to lose by 20 because yeah. Texas is either going to be pissed off and from their emotional 
rise and fall, or they're going to be so drained from all the emotions of that game that they're just going to fall flat. This but is Bijan's where still going to go for 150 yards. Yeah, I, I think this is where Sark starts to put his stamp on that on that whole team. But anyway, so rant over with the Cowboys. All I'm saying is, is just hold hold still, okay? Let's just calm down. <laughs> let's let's win week six, okay? You got to go up to New England. You have Kansas City in a couple of weeks. Like, let's just let's chill out and and reassess things. Now, if if the team was 12 and one, that's great. But I I'm of the mindset of that's perfectly fine if you want to be a fan and believe and start talking about what could be. But even with that, it's it's not a good sign. It happened with the Browns. The Bills are starting to get it, but they're actually backing it up. They're kicking the crap out of some different teams. And I know some people will argue, you know, they have a different thing. They went to the AFC Championship game last year. They have a, a longer list of <laughs> credibility mm-hmm. at this point. Don't get me wrong. Dak is great. He is what is he one and two in the playoffs? You know who else had a very similar record? Tony Romo. You so know let's much all... better quarterback. Tony Romo. I'll start that fight. Oh boy. I, I feel like Jance is just going to be screaming. No, nah, nah. He's with me. Tony was a great guy. <laughs> uh, Dayton's in there. Lamar is still the best quarterback. Oh, no. which by the way, uh, I was going <laughs> to segue. Um, so yeah, there was some, uh, trash talking after the Ravens Colts game, which by the way, you know, Mark Ingram or sorry, not Mark Ingram, golly, Mark Andrews, the other Mark that was on the Ravens team. Um, and I know Mark Ingram's no longer on the Ravens, but he was anyways. Um, he had 41 points, uh, last night. I needed him to have 44 and I would have beat Casey. So what a heartbreak. Thanks a lot. Uh, Marquise Brown, you ruined my day twice. Uh, <laughs> one, you showed up and then two, you, you, you had two touchdowns. So yeah. Uh, but Mark Andrews had a, uh, I mean, balls to the wall, like bonkers game last night. That, that was insane for Monday night football, but yeah, there was a lot of, uh, Lamar hate coming our way, specifically your way, um, and what's That's going fine. on and how he was becoming a this terrific quarterback and everything. And he and I'll give Lamar credit. He does this, it seems like Listen, once or twice a month. He had a fantastic game. Like, I'm not so stubborn to deny that. Like, it was an amazing game. The dude had almost 450 yards by himself. Like, he pretty much carried that offense the second half. But I mean, the thing that he showed me is that I think he's like second in air yards. Yeah, he's air yards per attempt with the combination of the interception percentage ratio with the passer rating, I'm like, okay, I personally hate air yards and I hate yards per attempt because I'm like, whatever, you can have a guy chunk the ball 60 yards down the field and overthrow everyone by six yards, but his yards per attempt will look great. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him. Last night, Lamar looked very good. He was hitting passes. He's hitting receivers. But I also want to point out that every single one of those routes were 10 yards and turn around for the majority. Like every time Marquise Brown caught a pass, except for the deep bomb, it was a 10 yard curl and he hit the spot, turned around props to Lamar. He got the ball on out on time where it needed to be. He had a couple of good passes, but I mean, for instance, the ball that Mark Andrews caught, he should have dropped it because Lamar led him a little bit too far, but because Mark Andrews was a great athlete, he stuck his paw up there, snagged it, absorbed the hit and came down with the pass. And there was just, there's a lot of those that I see that I still like, I, like, listen, I credit Lamar Jackson for an amazing game. Holy whoa, crap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fantastic. So, Shut uh, up. October. I do that every time he has a great game, and you know that. <laughs> every dang time. I always give him props when he has a fantastic game like that. Ooh, that was someone, an amazing game. Someone, someone's a little little warm underneath the collar there. Ooh, 
No, I mean, it's just one of those things. I'm sitting here, I'm like, I also want to point out, like, where were they whenever he scored 19 fantasy points last week? Or, you know, through two weeks before that, whenever he barely was scraping by with 20 and 22, where's all the love and affection when he's, you know, like throwing 60% completion percentage and overthrowing open guys, just not looking good. Right. A blind squirrel can find a nut every now and then. We thought Blake Bortles was a second coming of Joe Montana for a hot second. And look what happened there. Ryan Leaf, same situation. He was terrible after his second year in the league. Yes, those are off-field issues, but still. I mean, like, this happens all the time. There's always a flash in the pan. And so, like, I, while I think Lamar Jackson's an amazing athlete, as a quarterback, like, if you told me I'm starting my franchise with Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson, Justin right. Herbert. If you're telling me I'm oh, starting yeah. my franchise with, like, pretty much any typical quarterback that's not in a, on a team that is geared for Lamar Jackson – I'm going to take that other quarterback pretty much hands down. And, and just to prove my, my unbiasedness on this, I'll take Justin Herbert over uh, Baker. I'll take Josh Allen over Baker and Lamar like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are the cream of the crop along with Joe Burrow. I feel like those are, those are the three that are coming and Lamar is going to stay in the mix, but I also feel like it's. Is I love it, Lamar is it as too a talent. And we've been through this. I think he's going to be a backup in two years. I think I'm probably going to be wrong, but at the same time, I will debate this until I'm blue in the face because there's too many things that he does that's out the extraordinary, which is great for the meantime. But at the same time, RG3 was extraordinary for like three or four years with uh, the then Redskins. Look at where he's at now. He's a fit, He's calling Big 12 games and doing an amazing job, by the way. It's just one of those things that unless you have the Mike Vick gene where you can do this for forever and you can have a team that completely buys into you as yeah. a quarterback, it's not going to last for very long. And so far, the Ravens are trying to set him up and everyone's going to say, well, yeah, this is a passing team now. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Last week, they still ran the ball more than they threw the ball. Yeah, like That's the, the average for the Baltimore Ravens. This time, it was a need-based because they were down 22-3 to because of a Lamar Jackson fumble in the red zone. He had another one that was on the goal line where he fumbled on the goal line. And if it, I would argue if it wasn't for Calais Campbell blocking that field goal, which is a very statistical anomaly, whenever it happens, they still lose that game because Rodrigo Blankenship is good. Like he's a great kicker. Yes. He still missed one. Um, I think it was after that. Yeah. It was after that. Be nervous whenever you have a six, seven monster coming after like a five, eight <clears throat> guy who looks like he's from little giants. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Calais was like, I'm going to eat Rodrigo. Probably so. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's just kind of my rant with it. Like, yes, he's, he's a great talent. I appreciate it. I'm not going to sit here and be bullheaded and say he's not fun to watch because he is. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that he is a great quarterback due to certain statistics, I will throw everything right back at you. And we can look at this, you know, statistically. Like, remember – I think it was earlier this season where I made my case where he's not going to be a top 12 quarterback. Most of his major passing stats were around the Sam Darnold that was on the Jets. It was around Daniel Jones. And it was around, I think, uh, who was the other guy? The other guy was a real painful kick in the keister. I can't remember. I think it maybe it was Daniel Jones. Probably so. But still, I'm like, those are where his major passing stats are sitting around. But yet you're going to tell me he's an amazing passer. I call bullcrap. And uh, on the flip side of that, so the Colts are now one and four. They did show some uh, rather interesting play the, the, the other night. And uh, 
had a lot of fight in that team. So my question is, does that team have a chance to make it to the playoffs at one and four? Oh, they should have won the game. They just ran into a bus on for some reason. They kept playing freaking. I think it was man coverage. Yeah, I, kept, I can't remember. They kept playing man coverage and they kept getting roasted on it. Yeah, Mark Andrews kept getting in the flat. I'm like, they're running remember, the same routes. I can't remember if it was <laughs> if it was man or zone, whichever coverage it was. Mm-hmm. They did not change from it, and they kept getting beat on it. They continued to just get destroyed and toasted. I mean, why do you think you have Lamar Jackson throw for 440 yards? I'd say that about any quarterback. Like if Baker Mayfield did the same thing, I'm like, why did you not change something? Like, did you not bring pressure? Did you not try to adjust something? I'm just like, guys, like, yes, it's a great game. But there's things we can point at that I think that it's a statistical anomaly. Yeah, and with that, we'll move into our next topic here, which, by the way, welcome to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. Hi, we're not usually this saucy. For some reason, it's this night. I've been, I've been smelling pot roast since I got home. It's in the crock pot. My wife will be home here pretty quick. I'm ready to eat. I feel like we're both hangry. My internet was jacked up. We started late. Um, my teams are getting roasted on fantasy football, and it, does, it doesn't help. Yeah, I yeah. went five and zero this week. That that's great. I'm so oh, happy was, for you. Thank you, man. It was great. And Jamar Chase is roasting. Whew, man, <laughs> it's salt yeah. wound rubbing it back and forth. You're welcome. I'm I'm just back to the drawing board. But anyways, beside that, um, we had a trade in the Empire League. Who cares? Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so Dylan five traded for Tyler Boyd and Lavisca Chenault. And Kelton, your boy cousin, uh, got Chuba Hubbard. So I know away stuff that's on his bench for his immediate backup. I should have done it two weeks ago, like I told him to, but that's beside the point. <laughs> oh, so so this is Kelton picking up on. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Two weeks after the fact. Yeah, I mean, I want to point out that I have Alexander Madison on that roster without Dalvin Cook and. It's been great starting him. I'm just letting, you know, uh, Austin Hope, a.k.a. Highline Hero, know that he should accept the trade so that way he doesn't have to deal with having one running back in a week. Just saying. Oh, man. Just saying. It's crazy. But, yeah, so, everybody, welcome to episode 44. We're just just ranting. This is free-flowing. my my brain is mush. It's it's been a day. It's been one of those days. So bear with us. We will survive this episode. Maybe. Um. So do you want to go over sleepers? Or do you want to go to a commercial break? Because I feel like we ranted pretty good. That's fine. Let's let's roll straight to sleepers real quick. Okay. Sleepers. I mean, I picked I picked some new ones, and I, I'm I'm shocked. So I, I'll I'll lead off. I'll go first. I'm riding a hot streak, and this week I'm kind of putting some some risk on it. But it's fine. So the first guy I have, I have Taylor Heineke as my quarterback. Kansas City has been horrible against quarterbacks all year. And I just feel like there's nothing that's going to be changing. I feel like Terry McLaurin's about to have a bomb game. And uh, just as a little side note, you know, I think uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, he's a tight end that you can pick up and probably start if you want to, because I believe this is going to be a high-scoring team or high-scoring game, because guess who the bottom two – uh, bottom two, quote unquote, best defenses are against quarterbacks. Uh, the football team and the Chiefs. Uh, and guess who's here. playing each other? Those two teams. So Pat Mahomes, A, should have a blow up week. But anyways, Taylor Heineke, start him. Be okay with life. He will be in my DFS lineups. Zach okay. Moss. I'm, I'm going to start him over Derek Carr. So that's I'm go for good. it. I'm, I'm filling this out right now. I'm rolling with Zach Moss. 
Buffalo Bills running back playing Tennessee. Tennessee cannot stop a nosebleed. Zach Moss and the Buffalo Bills have showed a propensity that he's going to get, I think it's like 12 to 15 carries mm-hmm. every week. Yep. Start him, see what happens. He's officially in my running back, like back end running back two rankings, high end flex option. Like if you have him, you're going to play him until something crazy goes. My wide receiver, I'm rolling with Cortland Sutton. All right. Might be a little, you know, almost on edge with Cortland Sutton, but however, I mean, he's shown us that he's the alpha from that team right now. There's not another wide receiver that I think you can roll with. I mean, you can go with Tim Patrick and be okay, but I think it's going to be a monster week for Cortland Sutton as they are taking on the Las Vegas Raiders who are in free fall at the moment. Okay. They, they are a living meme right now. Yep. I'm just saying it's going to happen. It's going to be explosive. Cortland Sutton tight end. I have Dan Arnold with the Jacksonville Jaguars who they're playing the Miami dolphins in the London game. So if you're going to start them, start them early because the game starts at eight 30, our time central standard time. But I, he got six targets last week. I know this was kind of Urban Meyer just like verifying the fact that he traded for him. And while I think Marvin Jones and uh, LaVisca Chenault will see in more than three targets apiece, I still think Dan Arnold's going to be a usable part in this offense because in his first game playing, I mean, he was the safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence. So start him. I think he's got an outside shot for a touchdown in like 50 yards. Uh, my defense, this is kind of hurts me in the soul a little bit, and I'm still kind of on edge about it. Jacksonville Jaguars, it hurts me to say, but they're playing the Dolphins. And this one is either going to blow up in your face or it's going to blow up in everybody else's face. So I kind of I kind of lean Jacksonville because they showed some signs of life. They are competing. I think they're hungry for a win. And I think that Miami is just kind of playing the in and out game. And we don't know Devontae Parker's status. Will Fuller's still on IR. So, I mean, what offensive weapons do they have? And so that, that's kind of – that's my bend with that. So there, there's my sleepers. Let's see if I can stay in the flames and have a couple top ten finishers. And speaking of the uh, the Jacksonville-Miami game, I feel like, uh, you know, last year that was James Robinson's coming out party. Oh, At the beginning, remember, it was the beginning of the year. It was a Thursday night football game. It was the second or the third week, and you're just like, wow, this is – who is this kid? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I fully expect that to be a good game. I think it's good that Urban's getting out of the country. Um, out of the bar. Watch those pubs, buddy. Uh, they, they play, they play, uh, the rules a little differently overseas. So and the uh, beer's a little bit darker. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, be careful and, uh, yeah, stay safe out there. You Jaguars. <laughs> I feel like the players are going to be policing urban. I'm, I'm completely kidding. I, th- I think Shad Khan was like, if you do literally anything, I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think those are great picks. Uh, so my picks uh, at quarterback, I have Carson Wentz. He had a uh, really good game uh, this past week against Baltimore, and I fully expect him to continue that. They are playing the Texans. I think it will be a closely contested game, but I think yeah, the Colts are going to get across the line and Carson Wentz with that play action pass with Jonathan Taylor, it's going to be really lethal this week and really come in handy. Uh, at running back, I have uh, Javante Williams. Um, Denver, they're playing at home against the Raiders. I think he has a really good shot here of being a scoring weapon. I know that you pointed out uh, Cortland Sutton, so I'm hoping that there will be a deep toss to Cortland that sets up for a easy you know, two, three-yard touchdown run for Javante. 
Then at wide receiver, I have Devonte Smith who continues to show that he's the number one wide receiver for the, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the other team. Yeah. The Yiddles. And, um, you know, they're taking on the Buccaneers team who has a depleted secondary. It's a Thursday night game. It's a short week. I feel like Jalen's going to look to his uh, top wide receiver. And uh, in this case, it's either going to be Devontae Smith or Dallas Goddard. Um, so I feel like Devontae is going to be able to uh, catch some quick quick slants, you know, off the hitch, whatever it may be, and be able to outrun Richard Sherman or whoever other nameless cornerback the Buccaneers <laughs> seem to throw out because they are really hit with the injury bug right now. Um, then at tied in, I have Pat Fryermuth. Listen up, okay. Seabrook. Uh, I'm, I'm picking your fella. Um, with the injury of um, Juju Smith-Schuster, even though the fact that they're go- they still have, you know, the majority of the targets, targets are going to go to Claypool, Johnson, and then, of course, uh, Najee there's going to have to be an opening void in the middle. And Pat Fryermuth is just going to be able to absorb a lot of that. And I feel like with the subtraction of Juju and the insertion of Pat, I think Pat has a really good chance of getting anywhere from, you know, getting him in there and being a non-zero, like you like to say, anywhere from that seven to 11 point range, which for tight ends is terrific. Hey, no, non-zeros are great, okay? That's, yeah. that's all you can ask half the time is a freaking non-zero score. Exactly. And then uh, for defense, I have the Carolina Panthers. I know they're playing Minnesota, but I feel like that run game is going to step up, and it's going to be another tightly contested game with the Vikings because when you have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, there's going to be fireworks one way or another. <laughs> Either, and they, you know, the Vikings love to run the ball. And so it's going to be a fun matchup to see what Carolina does. But like we said, you know, Carolina seems to be like a real defensive team. And if they are able to continue the running game going for the Panthers to be able to let that defense be able to breathe and get after Kirk Cousins, I think they have a chance of having a really good day against them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's what just like, like I feel like that's kind of the same general vein thought process with the Jacksonville defense. I know mine's like a little bit more of a, a deep cut through the legs. Right. At the same time, Minnesota. But you're not a rebel, man. Deep cuts is kind of your thing right now. Apparently so, but I'm banking on Jacksonville right now. Okay. I'm, wait- I'm waiting for your solo spinoff show called Deep Cuts with Dupree. Deep Cuts with Dupree. Wednesday nights coming. <laughs> Wednesday nights coming from Misfit Media. <laughs> Welcome to the Misfits Media as we have the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, fan review. With oh, okay, stop, stop. We're going to commercial now. <laughs> We're going to commercial, enter the Sandman, whatever it is. Just there it is. Commercial. Commercial now. Boom. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. Um, we're kind of back on the track, right? We're, yeah. Are we back to being sane slightly? I, I was, I never pro- proclaimed to be sane. Let's... I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So let's get into our week six matchups we're just going to kind of run through this because uh, we want to break up some of the monotony here and we have another segment that we want to uh introduce but be real quick real I'll, quick. I'll save that for a little bit later we, we tease that one a little bit so keep your keep your teaser on tease so it'll be there in a second yep all right here we go all right, so let's start with the Thursday night game. We have Tampa Bay taking on the Philadelphia Idols for Thursday night football. So when you're listening to this Thursday morning, here's your picks. Um, I think we both agree with this. Tampa Bay 
Um, and I learned my lesson last week when I picked Matthew Stafford over Tom Brady, even in fantasy, Tom Brady is, is listening and yeah. on full revenge mode, death taxes, Tom Brady winning. Don't, don't not start Tom Brady, but I think this is a game. Jalen hurts kind of comes back to earth. I think that defensive line kind of eats him alive. But. Yeah, and, and not only that, I mean, you know, they were talking about Tom Brady's got a cut on his hand. Like, listen, he had okay. a laceration on his on he his. He played without thumb. an MCL last year, apparently. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. I don't care. He whatever plants he's on is just regenerating his body. I don't I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Or like what salt crystal crystals he's absorbing, or blueberry smoothies with know. avocados. All right, we're moving on to Big Ben. Whatever now. it is, it's working. <laughs> we're moving on to Big Ben in London. There Dong, we go. Dong. Miami is playing Jacksonville. Like that's like Jacksonville's second home. I feel like is London. Yeah. But uh, yep. this game, I'm actually, I'm picking Jacksonville to win. I just don't have confidence with Miami secondary and where they're playing. And I think this is going to be a big offensive game, AKA it's my secret goal mine of the week. Ooh. Just because I feel like you're going to be able to start people from both sides of the ball and get production from them. Like Jalen model. I think he's going to have a great week. I think Jacoby Brissett, he's going to have a halfway decent week. I'm waiting for the for the what? Oh boy, Uh, the internet's cutting out again. That's great. I'm going to keep talking then, since I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Go go again. I didn't pick up that last piece. Sorry, guys. Uh, I think it's Miami Jacksonville's my secret goal mine, just because I feel like you can start pretty much everybody. Waddle's going to have a big game. I feel like uh, Miles Gaskin's a little bit sketchier, but if you think this game's going to be high scoring, like I kind of do, he's the receiving downs guy. I feel like he's going to get at least six catches in the game. Um, Jacksonville side of life. I think Trevor Lawrence, Marvin Jones. I think that offense just kind of gets on track this game. I mean, you're still starting James Robinson. Like I said, I, I really believe this game's going to be a high scoring just because neither of those teams seem to be able to defend anybody. Yeah, and I, I I completely agree. I think the Jaguars are going to win, but that's because Urban Meyer's not going to be in the United States, so he'll still be winless as an NFL head coach in the U.S., but be one and zero in London. And that just <laughs> this is one of those fun stats. Yeah, that that cracks me up. So Urban will get his first win, but it won't be on U.S. soil. So. Moving on. Moving on. We have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling up to Detroit, taking on the Lions. I think this is going to be a highly contested game, but I think the Bengals are going to come out with it. Probably another heartbreaker, but that doesn't mean Dan Campbell doesn't care, and that should make everyone feel good. Oh, I I think the Bengals eat. I think they go to town. I think it's like a 35-17 game. I, I really do. Okay. I just I just see him coming out being mad after last week's game and just start everybody. Keep monitoring the Bengals running back situation. On the Detroit side, you still start DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams as a flex, and I think TJ Hawkinson kind of gets back on track this week. And then the next game, we have Kansas City taking on the Washington football team. Both defenses complete garbage, and I think Patrick Mahomes and company gets back on track, and they they wake up, they throw some water in their face, and like, oh, crap. It's it's week six. We got to get going, guys. Yep, I, I think this is just a, a start them all situation. I'm literally fine with just about anybody you want to put in this game because these defenses are so bad, so bad. It's going to be fun to watch from an offensive perspective. That's true. Ricky <laughs> Seals Jones, DFS guy. You're welcome. 
All right, so moving into our next matchup, we have the Rams taking on the New York Giants. They have four starters in co- uh, concussion protocol, and Sterling Shepard is still on the shelf. Um, so, yeah, Rams completely are yep. going to burn it this down. this is a Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle game with mostly Daryl Henderson because no one on the Giants will be able to keep up. Yeah, and Mike Mike Glennon will uh, score three points. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I think I think the score will be 44-13. Oh God! Yeah, there you go. Then moving into Indianapolis as they welcome the Houston Texans, but Carson Wentz and the running game of Jonathan Taylor will be too much to overcome. Yep, I, I just you just start your Colts. I think you can still start Davis Mills and Brandon cooks on the Houston Texans. But Ooh, that, that's, I, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, do you think Davis yep. Mills is on a hot hand right now? Or is this kind of anomaly against the Patriots of all? People? I mean, he, the Patriots have a better defense than the Colts. I think he's fine. I'm not saying he's going to go for 30 points or whatever, but I think he'll be okay. But if he does, that, does that mean we need to, if he does then give me credit for it? That's all okay. I'm saying. Maybe yep. I need to make him my sleeper as quarterback. <laughs> And then we move into a classic NFC North matchup. We have the Packers traveling to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears, potentially the last time Aaron Rodgers will walk into Soldier Field. Yeah, he's going to he's going to burn the building down on the way out. Oh yeah, you no, start it, you, you start the Packers. I mean, I I feel like you can start Damian Williams and maybe Khalil Herbert if you're desperate for the Bears. But other than that, you just you don't. You, you save yourself the heartache. And quite ironic, the fact of that their whole motto is the last dance and it's going to be the opposing team in Chicago that's doing it. <laughs> uh, talk about coming full circle. And then our next matchup, we have the Minnesota Vikings traveling up to take on the Carolina Panthers who are hoping to get right after this past weekend's loss. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to be too much to uh, overcome and the Vikings are going to win or sorry, the, the, they're going to, the Carolina Panthers are going to have too much to overcome and the Vikings are going to win. Sorry. It's okay. Words are hard. Words. I think it's just going to be too much Dalvin cook or Alexander Madison, whichever one's playing. Yep. You you start them both as a top five running back this week. Uh, I do feel like it's going to be a little bit closer of a game than uh, kind of we think on the surface just because I think Carolina's defense is, is a legitimate option. Yep. But I still think it's just it's too much for them to handle. Then our next matchup, we have the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Ooh. Baltimore Ravens. going to be hot. Yep, but Justin Herbert's going to kick the crap out of the Ravens' defense because that, that defense has proven that uh, they're, they're not what they were. Well, it's going to be a short week. They're going to be tired. Then here comes one of the NFL's hottest offenses. I really think that this is going to be another high-scoring game, but I think that the Chargers probably win by 14-ish points. Mm-hmm. Not because of anything necessarily about the Baltimore Ravens, just because I, I'm firmly on the Chargers bandwagon, okay? I honestly think that it's going to be a closer game. I think yeah. Lamar and his feet are going to be able to keep them in the game. He'll be able to complete a couple of deep passes here and there to, to keep it interesting. I think the Chargers win by six. Yeah, okay. All right, so moving into our next matchup, we have a meeting of former Heisman Trophy winners from a little school known as Oklahoma. Tyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, white hot Arizona Cardinals, 5-0, and let me tell you. Taking on the uh, the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield, uh, three and two, so adequate. But um, 
So this one, we're split. I think Cleveland is going to hand Arizona their first loss because I feel like that defense is going to get after Arizona. You and the Cleveland Browns. Well, I, I, I feel like the running game and the fact I'm, I'm looking at the defensive matchups. I think they're going to do enough to contain Kyler, even though that offense is phenomenal. I feel like we're going to have a very similar game like we did with the Chargers last week but that Cleveland is going to, to beat Arizona. I don't um, have, I don't have a, I, I think I'm going to enjoy just, the game regardless. Just so you know, three of the four of our game differences in our overall tally is because you chose the Browns and I didn't, <laughs> but I will say, I feel like this is going to be Kyler Murray. He's going to bust out break loose. I feel like they're going to say screw running the ball. Cause we know we can't do that. I think it's going to be like if we want DeAndre Hopkins trade for him now because I genuinely think he's going to have nine catches for a buck 15 a touchdown this week. I mean, that defense is going to be exhausted from playing the Chargers last week. And so I, I really think that Kyler Murray is going to be out to prove a point that, yes, last week was a down week, but don't doubt him. So I think him and Nuke are going to go crazy. OK, all righty. So don't, that... by the way, don't start Odell Beckham. It's gross. <laughs> Just had to get that in. All righty, and then our next matchup, we have the Las Vegas Raiders traveling up to Denver for an AFC West matchup against the Broncos. Uh, I think we both agree here. Uh, the Broncos are going to get the win in Denver. It's very difficult to win up there, and the Raiders are just in shambles right now. I, I mean, you could clearly tell that against the Bears this past weekend. Um, just too much of a run game for the Broncos, I think that kind of gets back on track because Melvin Gordon's yep. a week healthier. Javante Williams is a week healthier. But, I, I mean, I just think this is going to be a Denver game. I don't see the – I see the Raiders being able to compete for about a half, but then they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to lose by 21 or they're going to keep it close and lose by, like, four points because anytime you have a coaching switch, the team either buys in and is all for it or they say, screw this, where's my game check? Yeah, and, and it's very interesting because, you know, for the first month, it was like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, what like, we, this is real. What we have here with the Raiders, Derek Carr's on fire, and then it all came back to ground. Yeah. Um, all right, our next matchup here, we have the Dallas Cowboys traveling up to play the New England Patriots. Um, I think we both agree the Cowboys are playing well, and I think they will win in New England, but it's still early everybody so let's all just come down <laughs> there maybe let's get to five and one like bill belichick says like do your job okay yeah that's what you need to do cowboys do your job i just feel like ball. this almost has trap game written all over it for me though oh yeah 100%. i can i feel it in my bones i feel bill belichick is gonna come out with a great game plan i feel like he's gonna protect mac jones and i feel like yeah. that that team is going to be in a position to win the game but I just feel like Dallas has too much offensive firepower. And with half of the field disappearing because of Trayvon Diggs is just taking that half of the way, half of the field away from the quarterback. Yeah. I just think it'll be a little bit too much, but this one, if I'm a betting man, I'm not betting on this one because this, this kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. I'm picking the Cowboys to win 17 oh, yeah. to 16. Oh, that's, 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 uh, wow. you, you know, you know, Mac Jones is going to be like 24 for 31 or 23 for 30. He's going to be flawless, you know, throwing a bunch of flat routes to Janu and uh, Hunter Henry, throwing some wheel routes. And is, uh, supposedly the weather's supposed to rain, so that might put a little damper on the Dallas passing attack. But, yeah. I mean, they've ground been and ground and pound anyway. <laughs> so move on with Corfield. Next. Moving on. 
uh, our next matchup. Oh, we have a split here. Um, so the Seattle Seahawks will be traveling up to Wait, Pittsburgh. I chose take wrong. Place. Sorry. Uh oh. I was fixing to say, hold up a sec. I, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I was like, all right. So you're you're really believing in uh, Geno Smith? No. All right. Here you go. See Bruce. We're picking the Steelers to win. And a couple, couple of um, shoot variables are in, in this. Uh, Geno Smith is snart, uh, starting. I think Geno is going to be a admirable average quarterback. He's going to probably get you 10 to 15 points fantasy-wise, but he's not going to do anything spectacular and he's going to throw the turnover that's going to ultimately win this game for the Steelers. It, 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 for me, it's just as the quarterbacks, I mean, Geno Smith versus Ben Roethlisberger as crap as Ben Roethlisberger has been, I'll take him in this game. And I, like I originally had Seattle, but then my head was like, yeah, Russell Wilson, pff, that's an easy win. Then I realized, Oh wait, he's got a Dayton finger. It's kind of just bent and looking all jank and weird. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh that is rough. That is rough. <laughs> Yes, the Steelers blow, will win. Blow. That's blow the belt. Najee Harris. No, it's not. It's it's right on the belt. <laughs> Najee Harris. He'll he'll be a solid top 12 running back this week. Seattle can't stop anyone up the middle, and Pittsburgh will be playing with a lead. Next. Next. All right. So our next matchup here is the Monday night game. We have the red hot Buffalo Bills traveling to take on the Tennessee Titans and that A. Pex predator known blow as Derrick Henry. <laughs> this is gonna be a blowout. Over under 35 rushing attempts for Derrick Henry. Under because he's not gonna be able to get there because Buffalo is gonna have 35 points on that defense in three and a half quarters, and it's gonna be game over. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. I just see. So I don't get our first blowout in that football game. Yeah, and I really and I think Derrick Henry will go for less than 100 yards because. That defense is legit. They're good. Wow. I'm just saying. I know that sounds, but first off, realize it's I'm surprising. I'm saying he's going to go for less than a hundred freaking yards. Okay. Any other running back? You take that. <laughs> Derek Henry. It's like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? You're human? No, yeah. no, you're not. <laughs> I kind of think this is going to end up being a rest week for Derek Henry. I, I really do think this is not going to be a pretty game. You think it gets to halftime and he's got like 16 carries for 50 yards and, and variables just like shut her down, shut her down. We're down. <laughs> put, by- put the predator back inside of his cave. <laughs> I, I just feel like this game could get ugly pretty quick. And so that's why I personally, no, thank you. I, I'm really afraid that, they're, you know, they're going to be down 18 deep into the fourth quarter and they're still pounding Derek. Just like they do that. That's whenever he gets injured in week nine with some crazy injury because they didn't give him any time to breathe. It's all right. He'll, he'll just like take somebody's soul and be able to reconstructure his knee. If that happens. Probably. So, so far our our weeks are very similar. The only game we differ on is the Arizona Cleveland game. So we're either both going to have a really good week or potentially a really crap week. Yep. Yep. And with that, we're going to unveil our new topic. Jacob, would you do the honor? So I was just driving in my vehicle, doing what I usually do, you know, just beating up old people in their homes for money. It's great. Physical therapy. It's fun. But I, a thought hit me. It's like, I wonder if what the rookie draft would look like if we redid it with information that we know today. And so that just kind of got me questioned. So I sent Dayton a text. I sent Jancy a text. I think I sent you a text. Mm-hmm. And so the way that our our first round looked in the OG league, it went 
Najee, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Javante Williams, uh, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Trey Sermon, Trevor Lawrence, Michael Carter, Travis Etienne, Rondell Moore, and Justin Fields. So, Taylor, of, of that, I think the first five picks are correct, just not in the right order. I personally think Jamar Chase is not because I picked him, but genuinely because I think he is the 101 from this class. I think that he's going to have the most long-term success, and I just – he's surprising everybody, okay? Even you, to a degree, he's kind of shocking you. So I think he should have been the 101, but I'm thankful he wasn't. I think when it comes to the second pick, uh, Najee Harris or Kyle Pitts, interchangeable. Uh, honestly, you're fine. I'm, I'm fine with either of them. I know Kyle Pitts just had a big his first big game, but he's been consistent, like, I think, for the past – yeah, so, I mean, he's had – 30 yards his first game, 73 yards, 35, 50. I mean, all of that considered, I mean, he's still top 10 tight end. So I think that's perfectly fine. Najee Harris, I mean, he's been lights out. He's been super good. That's just a team dependent move. I mean, he's averaged right about like 15 points for half PPR leagues. It's great. But I think Devonta Smith should have jumped Javonta Williams just because of his involvement, his usage, and he's showing that he potentially can be a guy that sticks around for the league. I mean, after those first five, I do like Jalen Waddle sitting there at six because, I mean, he is used. I mean, he's gotten an absorbing amount of targets. I mean, five targets the first game, then eight, then 13, then a down game with four, but that's with the quarterback switch, I think. And then uh, last week against Tampa, he had six targets. But other than that, I think the rest of our first round was kind of garbage, like Trey Sermon that you originally chose at 1-7. Yeah. Gross. But I, but I, I mean, he's him. droppable in – you did. He's <laughs> droppable in most redraft leagues. Like, I think knowing what we know now, I think Chuba Hubbard probably jumps into the 1-7 spot because we know he's getting, you know, usage. Yep. Uh, and then another guy – and then a couple more guys I think that would jump up over, like, Trevor Lawrence, Michael Carter, ETN, Rondell Moore, Justin Fields. I feel like Kenneth Gainwell would scoot up. Kadarius Tony definitely scoots up. And then Elijah Mitchell, who's, you know, 310 – I think he might have been a back-end first-round pick if we drafted now knowing what we knew. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And uh, I like the fact you brought up Trey Sermon because I immediately flipped him to Colby so he could finish the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet and uh, was able to get Travis Etienne, a pick, and Kadarius Tony. So Kadarius Tony right now is sitting in my taxi squad, and I'm I'm honestly like itching. I'm like, do I? If you need no. him, move him. If you don't, don't. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I agree. I think I'm just gonna let him sit for now because I'm I'm doing okay in in the OG league. But we'll we'll reevaluate that in a couple of weeks. Maybe it's one of those like pull up for the playoffs. I don't know. You know, we'll we'll you hey, know you know you'll we'll see what bye weeks are coming up. I mean, that's that's an important thing that we kind of skirted by. But the bye weeks this week is <clears throat> it's Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, the Jets, and who else? Mm. You you fill time and I'll look it up. Yeah, so I was going to say, I, I agree. Jamar Chase has been killing it. Najee has finally got, got the wheels going in the right direction. Thank goodness that they're figuring figuring out. And it's like, you know what? He is a running back that maybe target him 20 times a game in the passing game is not the best way to use him. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those, like, that, like Dayton, he told me that he'll pretty much always take the running back over wide receiver just due to guaranteed volume and guaranteed usage which I totally get and I totally understand, but to a degree, there's a longevity aspect to it. 
Yeah. And I think Jamar Chase is showing us that he's going to be around for seven plus years as a potentially elite guy. And like, for instance, like with my rosters, <laughs> my rosters, not yours. Ah, oh, lovely. That's great. <laughs> but with my rosters, like Jamar Chase, if he finishes the year as a top 15 wide receiver, like I feel confident in moving on from a DeAndre Hopkins, moving on potentially from like a Calvin Ridley or something, you know, something like that, just because I feel like I have an entrenched dynasty wide receiver one right now. Because yeah. tell me, like right now in a dynasty startup, what wide receiver are you taking over Jamar Chase? Absolutely nobody. Like you can make an argument for Justin Jefferson. That's I'm whatever to each their own. I would pick Jamar Chase because the quarterback situation is most likely more stable for longer. But then, I mean, AJ Brown, you're not taking him anymore because what he's shown us this year, you're definitely not taking, you know, Devonte Adams due to age Tyree kill due to age. So, I mean, I feel like he's entered in that conversation. And while I feel like Najee Harris is definitely, you know, you could take him as the first running back in a dynasty league. Yeah. Whatever. I, I understand you're playing more longer term, but it's also a good short-term move. But I just think that the longevity of Jamar Chase's career will come evident in two years from now. I agree. I've been pounding the table for this guy since our, you know, since the, uh, what, what do you call it? The inception. Of, of, yeah. Since the pilot episode and then really, really, uh, you know, hitting the table for him in May, talking, talking him up, talking about how he's going to get 1500 yards, which I'm, you know, still looking good right now. Not going to lie. I mean, I hope you're right. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the bye week teams this week is the Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, the Jets, and then the 49ers. Oh, this would be good for them to get healthy. This week isn't really a big fantasy implication, but next week, whenever it's like the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Chargers, um, the Jaguars, I already said the Jaguars, right? Yep. Yeah. So, but it, it's, it's a very big week next week for bye weeks And let me get back on that dang page. That I just exited off of, and I can tell you, so that way you can start making moves Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, whenever you want for ad drops, because week seven is Buffalo, Dallas, Jacksonville, Minnesota, the Chargers, and Pittsburgh. Every single one of those teams has at least probably two to three people that you could play every week. Mm-hmm. And it's going to hurt teams like my team, Justin Herbert, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Marvin Jones, Austin Eckler, all on by... But I think you'll take that though, because where your team is at, if if you were in say my position at one and four on, on one of those teams, you know, yeah. I kind of take that into account too, that I would take five and oh and take the mulligan and starting five and one, then one and five. Yeah, but I have to play Cameron Wrestler's team and it's gonna go off probably for six hundred points because it's how my life operates. I don't know. I, I'm I'm hoping for like uh, the low 60s, like it's 66 to 63 or something. All right, let's 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 get out of here. Let's go eat. Let's start fresh next week. All righty. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring this podcast to a close. Episode 44, um, the Brian Bosworth episode. So yeah, that that sounds about right. That this thing would go off the hinges. That's a nice uh, steroided up and mentioned there. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just want to, we wanted to say thank you for listening to us. Please rate and review and subscribe wherever you may be listening to us, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, 
Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Jacob, why don't you tell the fine folks where they can send us Sopapia cheesecake recipes either through a tweet and or email? Please, we're getting desperate, but you can send us... Very hangry. You can send us hate mail or whatever you want at misfit underscore FF on Twitter, or you can email us at the.misfit.ff at gmail.com, where I promise you I will guide you correct in what to wear for the weather. It's still cooling off. It's supposed to rain up here at least, so I probably might bring my light jacket with me just in case. But I mean, I feel like you just you dress for comfort, okay? Falls here. No one needs to know that you've added 10 pounds because who's going outside? JK, me. I'll, I'll go outside. I think I think it's the pot roast talking. You're you're like I'm Listen, I'm gonna add ten pounds tonight. I am that pot roast. smelling it right now, and I am so freaking hungry. Like my body is ready. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we say goodbye for now, and hope you have a great, wonderful weekend. As we get back and recap week six on Tuesday's episode next week. Hope you pot all have roast. a great weekend. Pot roast, get in my belly. See y'all later. Ma meatloaf. Thank <laughs> you.